you're listening to The Wilder Podcast. Episode 10. I cannot believe that we are already here with Ellie Din, the founder and one of the masterminds behind the Girlfriend Collective. The leggings, hello. The ones that I've been posting about constantly, hello. I mean, I feel like you'd have to live under a rock if you haven't seen any of their marketing or anything regarding their leggings. Um, They're incredible. We discuss a lot about them in this podcast episode and a lot about Ellie's background and how she even came to be in the business of creating sustainable, fair trade leggings such as this, such as these, and what's in store for the Girlfriend Collective coming this year and next year things that they've been working on and we had so much fun we had just such an amazing conversation um I mean you go into a conversation with someone and like you're like okay so I don't really just want to talk about leggings for an hour like I'd love to get to know more about you and I feel like that was really accomplished here so I think you'll really enjoy this I'm drinking some coffee excuse me I also just wanted to say a couple announcements before we get into this podcast episode, which is just incredible and very um, self-sustaining. So I don't really need to talk about it too much because I know you're going to go in there and you're going to learn a ton and I've already introduced it. So we're just going to go into my announcements. Um, yeah. So yesterday on Instagram, I like totally non-dramatically just wanted to let you guys know that... I was just, I'm dealing with a lot right now, and uh, it's like, I can't really talk about a ton of it. It's just kind of personal stuff, family stuff. Is it, I mean, that makes it sound really weird, like something with me and my husband, but it's nothing to do with us, so just, (laughs) I don't want to be too vague, but like, yeah, that's not, it's nothing creepy, weird, sad, like anything like that, it's just... I'm just dealing with a lot of anxiety and, uh, yeah, I've been trying to eat really well and exercise and stuff to combat that just down and down and down that I've been dealing with, but it's, yeah, so I guess it's a little different than anxiety. It's just been a little darker around these parts lately, but I'm just trying to keep my perspective, trying to shift my perspective more like just um, get out of the weird, what was me stuff. But I feel like at a certain point, it's hard to come back from just dealing with a bunch of shit in your own head and then not being able to, yeah, like knowing where you're supposed to be going and it, which is up and not really being able to go there. And it's, it's frustrating. And it's been a really long time since I've dealt with this and I am dealing with a lot Uh, personally, which I will let you know more about soon. (sighs) Yeah, you guys are going to probably freak out about this news. I feel like it's really obvious, but I'm like I said, I'm not going to tell you exactly it. If you're going to guess, I'm probably not going to confirm nor deny what you suspect. Hint, hint. But yeah, dealing with a lot. This episode is brought to you by Sunbasket. 
Do you need a quick, healthy way to take care of yourself on busy weeknights? Even though I'm a health coach, sometimes I just need a little bit of help. And I like to try new recipes. Sunbasket is an incredible whole food-based meal service with paleo, vegetarian, and gluten-free options. Check out the link in the show notes to save some money on your first purchase. We absolutely love these meals. My favorite so far has been the cauliflower au gratin. Can't wait for you to try it. So my name is Ellie, and I'm actually a Canadian living in Seattle um, with my husband, who is a Seattleite. And we uh, we started a small activewear company called Girlfriend Collective, um, with a focus on eco-friendly fabrics, uh, fair trade factories, um, and just being you know diverse and body conscious, and you know kind of trying to have an an inclusive feel for a community of women who are you know who appreciate design, who appreciate um, you know fair trade and ethics um, behind their clothing, and don't want to pay a premium price for that either. So that's kind of how Girlfriend came along. We just launched in, in April and we've been around, I guess, for, I guess it's like eight months now, six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah. And we're, we've, things have gone, you know, pretty well so far, but it's been a crazy ride. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, for those of you that are listening, I came across her and I, or, I came across the brand and I was obsessed, but there was th- the coolest part that caught me was that the leggings were free mm-hmm. with just the price of shipping. You want to go ahead yeah. and explain? I mean, like how, what was the response like to that campaign? Was it what you thought it would be? Was it more? It was really mixed. Um, so that was my husband's idea. And I remember when he first pitched it, I was like, no one's going to believe this. Um, it's just too good to be true. And, and that was the biggest response we had at the beginning. A lot of people were like, this just seems unreal. Like there's no way are you actually going to deliver on this? And we're a new brand. No one's even Mm -hmm. heard of us at this point. So we kind of just came out of nowhere with this like offer of recycled leggings made, made fairly for, you know, the cost of shipping, which was 19 or is 1995 to the U S. So, um, people were just like, wait, what? And then, you know, the other half of people were super excited about it. And because we were, um, our, our sign up is through Facebook. A lot of people were sharing with their friends. So within the first day, it actually had crashed our site pretty much. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was crazy. We, I mean, there was three of us working on Girlfriend. It was me, my husband, Kwong, and our developer, Jimmy. And we were just like, oh my gosh, what's happening? This is crazy. Like 500 emails, like thousands of like direct messages. We're just like, ah, this is nuts. Um, but it was great. Like we're, we're, you know, I'm excited that people actually cared about um, just having a better product, um, and, and beyond just the, the price tag of like, you know, 1995, people actually cared about the eco side, which was really cool. Cause you just never know what people are going to gravitate towards. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I know so much about them, but okay. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So the leggings are actually made of plastic bottles, right? Yeah, so each legging is made of 25 recycled water bottles, and um, it's it's kind of like, it's something that's been around for a little bit, but 
not a lot of brands are doing it because it costs more to make them. And it's kind of unknown. Um, it's, it's just like a newer, a newer thing that just started. Um, we're, we've sourced out of Taiwan and they have a huge facility that basically like cleans up these bottles literally washes them and breaks them down and turns them into polyester. And that like, that always blew my mind. I was like, I didn't even know you could yeah. do that. And when we got in the samples, I was expecting the quality of the fabric to feel crunchy. different. Yeah, exactly. You're like, are these like trash leggings? Like what are <laughs> yeah. we going to get? And it feels amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's probably like, for me, it was one of the best, like softest fabrics I had ever felt for leggings before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just had never associated those things together. But yeah, everything's completely recycled. So it's 79% polyester and 21% spandex. And so that 79% is 100% recycled. That is so wicked. How crazy. Um, Yeah, so you mentioned the sustainability of the leggings and um, how that was like a really big deal for you. And I was curious... Did you have, was there a turning point in your career that made you go toward that? Or was it more of a gradual process? Um, It was definitely a process. Um, My, so my husband had owned a denim line back in like 2010 and it had a similar ethos. It was all fair trade. It was like organic denim. And so when we were talking about doing this activewear line, it was something that, you know, he wanted to carry through. And I, you know, I definitely felt the same way and we just didn't know it was available. So mm-hmm. a lot of it comes down to just sourcing and, and knowing, and, and you're searching around for the right factory, the right people that you want to work with. And I actually have to give him credit for, for finding that fabric. And when he, when he like mentioned it to me, I was just like, this is, this is it. This is like our, our unicorn we called it because <laughs> we just never heard of anything like it. And we really wanted to build our brand around that, but we just didn't know if it was even um, even available, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. I mean, it seems like a really big concept to dream up. And then the execution, I'm sure was so intimidating, you know, oh, just like sure. going for it and s- knowing where to start. So I know that. So I know that your husband joined you in creating the leggings, but I also read that you did have a pretty unique team behind girlfriend. Yeah. So we work with two different, um, fashion designers, one is a veteran of Lululemon, and the other one is one of the original Acme Studios designers. And I think he also worked with um, like Elizabeth and James and a few other of those like higher end lines. So we definitely pulled in some expertise because neither of us are are apparel designers, and we wanted to make sure this was still like the best product mm-hmm. that we could make. So we um, so we worked closely with both of them, and obviously the Lululemon designer brought in a lot of the technical side of things. Um, she's been doing this for like several years, so she knew exactly how to make this like a workout legging. But we also wanted to feel like um, an everyday legging, like something that you're excited to wear that still looks really good. We didn't want it to look technical, if that makes sense. Yeah. We wanted it to still feel like um, minimal and clean and like fashionable. So the acne designer, you know, obviously like that's his expertise. So we, we like totally lean on him and we still are just to like always make sure the technical things don't, they still feel subtle and simple and beautiful. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking when you were talking about Lululemon and I was thinking about your brand 
And I feel like your brand really stands apart from a lot of leading activewear brands based on the portrayal of, you know, the person wearing it. And I feel like you're really Uh conscious of spreading, like even reposting that little video of me you know Mm -hmm. I'm just like a normal person and and I don't mean normal like quote normal body because that's like whatever that's not really a thing but you know what I mean is that is that something that you guys have like strived for like working toward spreading just a the healthy image of the everyday woman absolutely um it's so funny you mentioned that because we've been getting so many emails from girls and and we're just learning a lot through this process um how our imagery portrays a certain message and we always want that message to be an inclusive one and one that every girl can relate to. So um, that comes down to the photos we repost and the influencers and models we work with. We want it to always feel accessible and attainable and real. Mm -hmm. And as we move forward into like launching our full store, that's something that we're actually really putting a push on um, to even become better at it and, and do better and just have more of a diverse feel to the people that we show in our clothes. Cause there's so many different types of girls. There's so many body types out there and there's so many different ways of looking healthy that we really want to showcase all of that. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's, it's really important for us. Um, and I think, it's cool to hear girls email us and really care about that. We've had so many girls like wanting to see more of that. And, um, and that's, yeah, that's like our next huge push is just to make it like, it's a collective, like that's the name, you know, that's how we have it. There is it's for everybody. Um, yeah. Well, what I was thinking is, I mean, you kind of mentioned to me a little bit about like where girlfriend is going to be going with different, you know, lines or whatever. Um, do you think that, what was your response like for, well, I mean, I'm trying to think. So basically you guys have one product. Was it hard releasing one shape of one product or do you feel like the design was so, I mean, I personally, and I have a curvier frame. I feel like the design was so, I don't know. It was so versatile for my body type and it was perfect because the, because of the top, the top is kind of compressive. So it really helps with the ab stability whenever you are in movement. Um, and, but I was wondering, are you going to be doing different shapes or, you know, trying other, releasing yeah. different products? Yeah, that's great. Um, we, we learned a lot. I think it's hard when you just have one legging and you mm-hmm. want it to fit so many types of girls. And so we read every single email we get with feedback and like take it to heart because mm-hmm. when we do our full collection, we really do want to like find either one product or a series of products that does fit every body type. And like the one thing is like the high waist, that's something that so many girls love, but then a lot of girls who have say a shorter torso, Mm -hmm. it just doesn't fit them the right, the right way or the way they want it to. So we are going to have like a, like a mid rise for our new collection. Um, and just even the compression is something that like some people love, some people don't love. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it doesn't always, it doesn't always fit every body type the right way. So um, we'll have two, we have two fabrics that we'll be working with. And one is the the one that's been in the campaign that's a little more compressive. It feels a little slicker. Mm-hmm. And then our second fabric will feel a little stretchier and a little more, I guess, cozy is the word we're using. Um, and it's a softer fabric too. It feels a little more matte. 
And I feel like between the two, you're probably going to find your, your perfect fit. But to answer your question, it was so tough. We Mm -hmm. like, we went over like probably like two or three dozen prototypes just to get it right. And to feel like, okay, this is like the, this is the middle ground that we think is going to hit and target like the majority of girls. Um, and then for the ones that it doesn't, we like take that feedback and we're totally going to apply it to, um, the next collection that we have, but yeah, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm thinking while I, while you're talking, I was thinking because I work with my husband, like we've, we've had a business together before and what's it like working oh, with man. your husband, starting this business? Is it, do you have to keep it kind of like church and state? Like, do you have to keep it kind of separate sometimes or is yeah. it, is it very, does it really work with your dynamic? You really feed off each other's energy that way. Oh, that's so funny. I didn't actually know you worked with your husband, so that's so interesting. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I'm sure you know all about it, but mm-hmm. it's like the the best and worst things always come out. It's like you have zero filter with each other, and that can be amazing, and at other times you're like, oh, man, like I wish we had a filter. Yeah, professional. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and But it's good, I think, because he – is his focus is on marketing um, and he's definitely like more of the doer and he pushes things out and he searches and finds the, the right fabrics, the right factories. And I would say I'm more on the design side of things. Um, and I always take a few steps back to like mull over things and try to be thoughtful about it. And I feel like the two really seem to balance each other well. And so even in those moments where we're just like, Oh man, this is so tough working with your spouse where you're, you're working all day and then you go home and you're still sort of always in work mode. Yeah. But, um, but it just works so well. And I feel like I, yeah, I don't think I would have it any other way. Like it's just the best, I feel like the best product came out of those differences. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like you definitely have to like put some, uh, guardrails around like, going home and just being like, we're not going to talk about work today. We're just today. not going to talk about it today. <laughs> yeah. Let's just kind of off our phones and like, just talk as normal people. Exactly. Yeah. That is so difficult to shut it off because it's so easy to carry it on through. But I, yeah. I will say that it's nice having someone that's like always on your side whenever there is some sort of like criticism that is, even though it's maybe constructive or it may not be, it may just be like 100% harsh. It's good to have someone kind of be like, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. Like, this is fine. We're fine. Yeah, you know, kind of totally. bring it back and, up. <laughs> and to, Exactly. And just to like understand what the person is going through. Cause I think if I had been doing this and, um, it was just by myself, it would be so hard, I think, to relate to each other. And mm-hmm. it's like starting a business is like its own beast. And it's so different than anything I've ever done that if we couldn't have that like understanding of what we're going through, I think it would have been almost harder than, you know, than working together. So it's cool to have your spouse really get what, and understand what he's going through as well. Like having that mutual understanding is amazing. Well, I'm trying to think. So you're in Seattle now and you're from Canada. Mm -hmm. How long have you been in Seattle? How long have y'all been married? Um, so I moved out here in 2010 And I, so I lived in Ontario and then I moved out to um, Vancouver, BC for school. And I met Kwong probably, or yeah, I think it was right in 2010, I met him. And so I was in school for design and his company actually was looking for a designer and we had met through a mutual friend and he basically offered me like part-time work 
um, doing design for his like one of his websites. So I was working from Vancouver and I would basically like visit Seattle like every other weekend for a really long time. And then I ended up going to school out here. I like switched schools so we could kind of be in the same city because, you know, dating long distance is mm-hmm. it, it's, its own thing. <laughs> um, it's difficult. So we were in the same city for a while and then we got married in 2013. So yeah, so we've been married for just over three years. That's amazing. I love Seattle. It's so, is it cold right now? Is it already cold? It is. Yeah. It's like fall. I think officially started in the last week. It just started like the rain, like the Seattle rain oh, that always yeah. hits. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know if you've been here for like winter, but it's like literally just rained for like five months straight. No, I haven't. I haven't. But you know, one of my favorite shows is Grey's Anatomy. So <laughs> just... <laughs> that's awesome. I'm just kidding. What it really is, I'm not kidding. Um, but okay, so so I don't know why I didn't ask you this already. But what was your background in design like? I, you just said you were in design school, and um, what did you? I know that we kind of discussed like the image of the woman in fashion, you know what I'm talking about. But in my last podcast with Amanda Duran, she spoke on being, you know, in fashion school and kind of having the one ideal for the body type, things like that, mm-hmm. and how that really inspired her to make changes in her life and, you know, be way more mm-hmm. body positive. And I was curious, like, did you, did you, feel like that was something that you were exposed to harshly there and did it make you kind of crave trying something new or did you work in um high fashion where you did have to encounter something like that um that's a great question it's interesting like when I went to school it was um for graphic design and oh okay yeah my schooling is actually it, it was such a small part of what I'm doing now. I I really learned a lot, um, just working honestly and being, um, more hands-on and having, and having my job here in Seattle that I worked before this. And it was, yeah, I didn't encounter a lot of that when I was in school. I feel like more of that has been happening as I've honestly done girlfriend. Yeah. And as soon as you're in fashion, like that's the first thing you get exposed to is just learning about how women are portrayed and, um, and as a business, like where you want to position yourself in mm-hmm. that and realizing like there's so many women that kind of aren't really spoken for and don't really have a voice in fashion. And you feel this responsibility as, as now as like a business owner to like, to portray that, the, you know, the right way and, and give people kind of a voice and, um, especially through like, you know, body issues and especially in activewear, that's like a huge part of that. And yeah. you feel, yeah, like I said, you feel really responsible for just doing it well and doing it right. And, um, that's something we definitely take, you know, take seriously. And I think, I think before girlfriend, I, you know, you know, of that going on, but it didn't affect me in the same way. I felt a little bit out of touch with that. And now it really like hits you in the face when, you're the one that's projecting that image mm-hmm. and you're on the other side of the lens, so to speak. And so you just realize like we want to do it well. And we, you know, we've had so many different women who bought our leggings and tried them on and you just kind of want to, you kind of want to do it for them, give them, um, uh, just the right way of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just knowing that they're a part of, um, more of, 
like a bigger picture of women mm-hmm. that we're all kind of struggling with that. We're all kind of going through the same stuff and you don't have to fit a certain size or work out or eat a certain way to kind of fit into that mold, if that makes sense. Totally. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. You just want to feel like you're representing everyone. And I know that must be kind of hard, especially starting a new brand. Um, But um, so are you super active? Like what are your favorite ways to move your body? Like what, what led you to be like, these keep falling down. (laughs) I need, I need something better. I could make something better. Was it something like that? Or was it more of like a gradual thing? I mean, I feel like that's a pretty, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so I would say I never actually identified as like a super athletic person. Like I never was in sports in high school. I was always like, I enjoyed being active, but I didn't, I didn't identify as being an athlete. Yeah. And I think that was another reason why, like when we started girlfriend, I was like, Oh, I, there's, there's this like world in between like Lululemon, which kind of is more of a like yoga brand and Nike, which is very much like the athlete brand. And like, where, where would girlfriends sit? And for me, it's like, it's inspired by just the fact that I, you know, I, I like to work out, but I wouldn't say I'm like gung ho every single day. Yeah. Sometimes for me working out, is like, I go for a walk. I go, you know, my husband, and I go hiking. We play tennis here and there. Um, and it's like a mixture of like recreational activities. And, um, you know, we, I'll still try like the Kayla, it seems like BBG. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've done that before. I have. It's hard. <laughs> it's super hard. It's so hard. Right? Um, I did that with a couple of my friends for like months and that, that was awesome. But it's like, I don't know, there's so many different types of ways to stay active and, and feel healthy and feel good. So, so yeah, like I guess Girlfriend really did come out of that experience and just realizing like I didn't want our brand to feel like overly athletic I wanted it just to feel like activity like daily activity you know recreational activity still striving you're still trying hard but it's okay if you just didn't work out today yeah exactly um Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I haven't worked out today. Everyone listening. I, I usually work out by in the morning, but today I was just like, you know, I might, but I might not. Um, right. I think that, yeah, I think that it's really important to be able to have a balance and especially when I, with things like, I feel like girlfriend, I feel like they're very chic and they can be worn anytime, any where they don't look weird. They're not, they're like anti-sheer so they cannot get sheer uh-huh. so that you're not going to see through them it's not one of those things you need to be like oh my god I'm walking into a storm with a shirt that's shorter than my <laughs> shorter oh, than my butt <laughs> no it's very supportive and I feel like they're just they're so cute and they're very comfortable um that, yeah I feel like you nailed it and you can do anything with them I mean I haven't taken them to like a hot yoga class actually but um but I'm sure yeah. I have faith in them <laughs> They, I mean, they're like thicker quality, which is, was kind of intentional because we wanted it to feel like you're wearing almost like a pant when you go outside because like, you know, when you wear leggings that feel a little thin and like Mm -hmm. you're saying, you almost want to wear like a long shirt. Yes, exactly. Feel not not, like so exposed. Yeah. Um, These are not pants. They are. (laughs) Yeah. And so we wanted them to feel almost like pants and almost like leggings so that, you know, in hot yoga, I think they'll still perform well, but we, we actually do want to make like a thinner, a thinner, um, like fabric so that there is some breathability for like, 
it's like hot yoga that gets to like what a hundred and something degrees yeah that's right? kind of nuts it's really hot I've, mm-hmm. I've actually never done it before I've done like warm yoga but okay. I've never hot yoga I'm a little scared but there's like there's two different kinds that I I don't go to one there's like the hot 26 which was the original Bikram kind before that that guy was like found out to be a pervert or something and then (laughs) you know he like got this lawsuit whatever he had this weird stuff and then they just kind of changed the name to hot 26 because there are some like claims to be some intense awesome benefits of it and I like I am really close with a hot yoga teacher that does hot 26 and she swears by it i went to one class and it is the one that's like super humid and over 100 degrees and i went to one class and i was like this is a torture chamber i'm never coming back <laughs> but i do hot vinyasa which is like 90 degrees and it's the power okay. flow so i mean it's kind of like it, some places do that warmed and not hot but this is like still kind of like in the 90s so it's yeah. pretty it's pretty intense it's not something it's something that i used to do every single day and then wow. i realized that I didn't like moving my body like that that much. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I don't have to. But it's kind of like with the with the high-intensity interval training, like I was doing that every single day. And I was like, all right, no more jumping jacks. I know. No more burpees. Like, <laughs> you have to like kind of find that balance between everything. Because mm-hmm. I've actually done, I've done like the 90-degree one. I think it was like warm yoga. And yeah. I felt amazing after. I felt so relaxed and like so stretchy too, which is yeah. great. Um, but I think I get too bored with the same workout. Yeah. I think that was the one thing with doing the BBG that I, I loved it. I felt great, but it was like, I needed to mix it up a little bit. Totally. So, I completely agree. Yeah. Keep I, it interesting. Yeah. I've reincorporated walking into my routine. I feel like I just kind of thought that was lame for a while. And then I got way into podcasts and then I was like, I'm just going to start walking again. And you know, I, yeah, walking is amazing. I feel, I always feel... I mean, it's one of those things that's almost like a self-care ritual for me, you know, because it's like you give to get a workout out of walking. You have to give it a bit of time. You need to give yourself like 45 minutes, go on a walk to an hour. And I don't ever stress about it. I usually just go to the park and walk around for like an hour and a half. And then I come home instead of like, you know, sweating, killing myself for 25 minutes and then being like, And I'm done, finally. So And it's so therapeutic. I feel like walking is so nice because, like, when I'm working out, I'm not really thinking about anything but, like, let's get through this. Like, you can yes, do it. Yes, exactly. But then when I'm walking, I'm like, okay, cool. I can think about my day. Like, what's going on in my life? This is my time. <laughs> yes, exactly. yeah, totally. No, totally. Okay, so I was actually going to ask. So explain to everyone who might not know, because we discussed that – your brand is fair trade what mm-hmm. an sa 8000 is what sa sa 8000 so, is it's basically a certification that a factory has to get and it means that they are providing fair wages to all the employees and obviously no child labor um, fair conditions and i think they have to go through like sort of a, a lot of red tape and regiments to even get that certification. Yeah. And that's sort of like the seal of approval that says like this factory is legit. And we actually had the opportunity to go there several times Wow. this summer, which was so cool. And I honestly, like I've never, I, I worked at a factory when I lived in Ontario and I had such a different idea of what it would look like. And when we got there, it was, I even felt weird calling it a factory because it just felt like, like a facility, just like a normal work facility. And um, it was air conditioned, it was so clean, like everyone was super happy. They even had a cook who cooked all their lunches for them. And 
Yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, I'm sure not every factory in Vietnam has that standard, but it was exciting to find one that, that did. And, mm-hmm. um, and to be able to kind of actually see it and be able to like testify and witness it and be like, yeah, it's actually legit. It's a great place. The people are happy and they're making, I think it's either double to three times as much as the people, um, as like the local pay would be. So they're able to provide for their families, um, save money, like have a normal life, you know? Um, and, but yeah, that's what that certification basically stands for. It's like the Holy grail of, um, of fair trade. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. Well, it makes me think like, so this brand really was, it almost sounds like it was, it's kind of a labor of love because I mean, obviously you are investing in well, one, the whole free campaign, which is a gamble in itself. And two, which I'm, yeah. And then two, you know, taking the time to find this, this, you know, this way to manufacture clothing in which the women are, or whoever's working, the workers are getting paid fair wages overseas. And you're not like skimping and like outsourcing to the to the fact that, you know, you're hardly spending anything and you're making a ton. So what was, what was that like? Did you, was it easy from the beginning or have you faced challenges? Like when we could cut costs there, but instead we want to remain true to our vision. Has it been difficult? Yeah. Yeah. That's a great question. It's been definitely a labor of love. We've had, we've had to really work through this process. It's taken like over a year to even get to where we are now because you realize like manufacturing any product is not perfect. Mm -hmm. And there's so many, like there's so many mistakes that happen along the way. And you're constantly, you're constantly like, just like learning how to keep adapting to your environment as, as time goes on. So when we first started, even just finding that factory was sort of a mission in and of itself. And then once we did find them, it's a whole other process just to like, get your process with them down pat and communicating with them and having your, you know, you have a timeline that you lay out, but then, you know, 90% of the time you never hit those targets because you're like, you know, the machine will break one day and like something will get delayed. And we had, you know, as you probably have heard, we had the, a lot of shipping delays that happened this summer. Mm -hmm. And that was obviously like, it was so frustrating for us. We, we just knew though that we didn't want to deliver a product until it was absolutely perfect and ready and of like the highest quality. So we kind of took a gamble where like either we can push out a product that didn't didn't feel as high quality as we wanted it to be, or we can wait and make sure it's perfect. And that's the route we ended up going. And it's hard when you know it's been such a long way for people, but um, and that was definitely like a bit of a trial, the, the months that that was, that was going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, we, we've never regretted it. Like the, the response we've gotten from, from people who've gotten the leggings has been so positive that I think it just had to happen. You know, you have to kind of go through a little bit of these like ups and downs just to get the right, the right thing at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. it's never like a straight line, if that makes sense. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, you're bouncing around a lot, but um, it's good. I think that's where you sharpen your edges, and we're learning, we're growing, and I think it's going to make us, you know, stronger in the end of it. Um, yeah. 
That's, yeah, that's so inspiring. I feel like it probably is really difficult to, to be in a world where there are so many options that are inexpensive and it's easy to make a profit. But I, I think that anybody could just applaud you guys for just being so true to what you are initially, you know, envisioning for this brand. And I mean, I'm sure it is difficult to know that people are waiting and like ordering in advance and then waiting and then waiting. But I mean, but I don't know. I feel like you're really clear about that. (laughs) I feel like you're really communicative (laughs) that that's what the outcome is going to be like. So I know. We hope, we hope we are. Yeah. <laughs> we hope um, I mean, you always learn how to communicate better as time goes on. But um, and it's you know, it's just for this campaign. It was really the only way we could provide or offer these leggings for the cost of shipping. It was kind of doing this untraditional um, shipping process. And the good news is once we actually launch our full store, it will run as like a typical e-commerce site. So you won't have to wait like two months to get your product. Yeah, I was just about to ask. So do you have like a date or like an estimated like you've announced ish time when that's going to happen? Or is it just Um, still kind of secret? (laughs) It's still kind of up in the air. We want again, like we just want to make sure we get everything down pat and right before we um, before we put a date on it. But it's likely to happen early next year. Cool. That's, if that's a specific yeah. enough for you. <laughs> no, that it totally is. Um, so do you see Girlfriend putting out any other items in the future with this new line that you can share? If not, totally cool. If, if it's kind of secret, that's totally yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I would love to share. Um, so we'll obviously have a legging. And like I was saying, we'll have a couple different versions of the legging with a new fabric, um, a mid-rise, a three-quarter um, and we'll have sports bras, we have some t-shirts, tank tops, and a uh, jacket. So I think the idea is, I think just because of, you know, the whole ethos of our brand, we really would love to push that beyond even just active wear and just having it be apparel in general um, that's made and sourced responsibly and ethically. So I think activewear is definitely the beginning. Uh, it's definitely not the end. And we're, we're going to just keep pushing uh, new products as the years go on or as the year goes on. But for sure, expect more colorways, more uh, tops and jackets and pants and things like that. So I'm excited. Sounds yeah. so fun. Um, can't wait. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, my favorite type of clothes to wear anyway. It's just, like, I'm wearing leggings right now, but I'm not wearing those because I was wearing them yesterday. But today I'm wearing, like, the cotton, stretchy, like, really inex- really inexpensive, like, $3 ones from Target. Oh, um, totally. Of, but, um, so, what, like, if you could give three tips on, like, girls that are thinking about starting a business have a really tangible concept or maybe not a super tangible concept girls. I know that you might not. Um, maybe they just have like a passion to be an entrepreneur, but they like, they don't know where to start. Do you have any like three motivational tips or tricks or warnings that you could recommend? (laughs) Um, okay. That's a really good question. I would say, okay, my number one, it's just honestly do it. I think a lot of people have these ideas and they're scared of failing um, and scared of pursuing it in case it doesn't work out. And I think just being comfortable with failure is something I'm learning right now 
and it's a huge part of starting something new is being okay failing and like trying again. Mm-hmm. So I, for sure, my first thing would say, I would say, just do it, go for it. Be okay if it doesn't work out and know that that's like not the end of the line. There's, you kind of have to fail to succeed if that makes sense. You have to keep doing it over and over. Um, and kind of with that, I would say number two is it's just never going to be a straight line. Nothing will really like fall into place the way you imagine it will, but that's okay. Um, it It's always a little messy. And again, being comfortable with mess and just like letting it happen and like, I don't know, like there's just so many things that will come at you when you start something that you're not expecting and you really just have to go with the punches and just keep putting your game face on every day. Um, And then I'm trying to think of a third thing, but nothing's coming to me. But like, honestly, it's just like being around people that support you is, I guess, my third thing and just having a good unit of, of like friends and family that who are there for you because yeah, it's hard. Like you, when you're going through that shift, you really, not a lot of people will like understand what it's like or like know what you're going through. So just having like a, a support unit of people that you can vent to and like just, um, I don't know, get like, get like encouragement from is super important. Yeah. I think those were perfect. I think those were amazing. <laughs> those are great. Um, it made me think, do you like have any like, Did you have any sort of, like, vision? Like, did you manifest the vision of Girlfriend Collective, like, on your own? Did you ever journal? Did you ever, like, try to, like... Or was it all kind of more on, like, a businessy side where you were with people? Or was it something that you were like, this is my dream and I'm going to, like, write it down, plan it out, visualize, visualize? Or was it more of, like, something that blossomed and you discovered over time when you were working? Um... Yeah, I think, I think it definitely was on the business side. Like we, we were meeting um, and just brainstorming with a lot of people. I think the actual like concept of girlfriend was was business driven, and we were. Um, but then like separately, I think just the aesthetic and the feel of girlfriend was something that I have kind of always. Um, I don't know, just curated, whether it's like you're on Pinterest or you're like Mm -hmm. journaling. I think I always wanted, if I ever created something for it to feel the way girlfriend felt. So the kind of like idea and aesthetic behind it was something that I definitely, um, I don't know, over the years just sort of wanted and dreamed about, but it didn't really come into full form until we really sat down as like a team and we're like, okay, what is this going to be? And you're really just like, writing I mean you are I guess you are journaling because you're writing stuff down you're Mm -hmm. you have a whiteboard in front of you and you're just like putting everything out there you're making mood boards um you're just collecting imagery and samples of everything that just feels right and then whittling through that just to find the like the heart of it yeah um yeah I feel like that's an awesome strategy in itself just to like list everything out like see it all out and then kind of whittle it down to the me what you said like the main focal this is it this is the goal you know mm-hmm. yeah um, it takes time to get there it's definitely like you're like you said you're weeding through a lot of different things but um but yeah there's always like a center to it that you kind of have to find and work through and it's usually like the thing that always feels right and it's always like your gut that's just like okay this is the right thing to yes do. I love that your gut feeling that's always it's always that that your intuition it's always there mm-hmm. you know yeah um, yeah 
It's sometimes hard to tap into, though, when you do involve other people and you involve, like, a work environment in general or, like, money. If you <laughs> Sometimes your intuition kind of acts weird whenever money is involved. So <laughs> it's cool that you were able to kind of stay true to that. Um, well, we're kind of coming up on the quick fire round of questions that I like to ask all of my awesome girl boss guests. Okay, so I've got, like, a, ra- I've got like a deep category and then I've got like a funnier category which is like a little bit lighthearted. So I'm gonna okay. I'm going to begin. Okay, so name three things you've accomplished this week. This is kind of like that grounding mechanism to be like, oh yeah, I'm actually a badass. So Okay, three things. Yeah. Um I moved into a new house. So that was Oh kind of like that's like twenty seven <laughs> things. <laughs> it's like a thousand I things. <laughs> I cleaned uh yeah I cleaned our house. That was like the second thing. Um, oh, let me think of the third thing. Um, I worked out this week. Heck yeah. <laughs> wow. Those are perfect. Those are amazing. I cannot believe you had to move. So you, did you move into a, like a house? Did you buy a house or are you guys like? Uh, yeah, we bought a house. So Congrats. I know it's, thank you. It's super exciting. It's like, it's just like one of the things that you add on to your like weekly to do's. You're like, all right, I'm just moving this week. Just moving. No big deal. We're just going to move together. Moving together is like, apparently it's one of the things that puts, it's one of the things that puts the most stress on a relationship. There's like the death of a child, like being engaged, moving. It's like one, it, it releases the same amount of like, x amount of hormone which is blah 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 and it, it causes like this amount of tension in your relationship i'm not saying that you guys have had a tense week but i'm just saying i've moved that's plenty amazing. of times to be like god it totally oh my god that's so true though it's it's like not i don't think moving's ever fun it's like fun when you like it's get, fun get yeah. there and you're inside but like the process of moving is always like why am i doing this like <laughs> the timing yeah the lifting the stairs if there are stairs oh there's so many stairs oh god no it's terrible i i totally agree okay so what would you like to see more of in the world oh that's such a good question it's a deep one right it's like and deep time i feel like honestly my answer is probably reflective of just like the responses we've gotten from people that are so positive, it's just like positivity. Like, yeah, it like changes our week when we have someone like write us something like really thoughtful and sweet. And it's like, it's literally a game changer. I'm like, why can't more people just, just tell me that they like them. They love me. Exactly. I I agree. The positivity, like, and just appreciation and gratitude, just like y'all just really be grateful and like people like to hear it. I mean, it, go tell someone you're grateful for them. Okay. Um, so what's something your inner critic always tells you and what do you say back? Hmm, I feel like as soon as we started this, like the hardest part was feeling like you're not qualified enough. Yeah. And you're like, I'm not qualified to do this. I, I'm just like a normal person mm-hmm. who's trying to start something. And I think, I feel like, I usually just have to like contradict that with like, I don't think anyone's really qualified to do anything. You're all just like people trying to do things. And like, you kind of realize it kind of humanizes it or I try to humanize it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, like we're all, we're all equal. We're all in the same game, trying to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, 
the whole not qualified yeah. thing that one is hard like you're not you're not ready you're not qualified it's kind of goes back to the whole like you're not good enough feeling that is so standard with especially Absolutely. with women it's just like you're not doing enough you're not good enough ah! it's like yeah. okay yes i am what is enough what does that mean like perfect is subjective you know to whoever thinks is what is perfect you know so it is so yeah. it's so it's tough it yeah sucks. you have to realize like you see so many women like like CEOs, people starting their businesses, and you realize like they're just all like women too. They're all like they struggle. They probably like like feel insufficient enough, you know, on certain days as well. And like you're like cool. Like we're all we're all just human. Exactly. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite things when we're speaking of like other women and like role models and things. One of my favorite things that I talked about on one of my podcasts recently was the whole like concept of like kind of feeling like shit and then thinking of your favorite author that changed your life and then going to their Amazon and finding that book that changed your life and looking at the one star reviews and seeing the people that think that they're garbage and then you're like, <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, you changed my life. So, and then somebody yeah. doesn't like you. If you have some, if you're going to offer something to the world, you're always going to have someone that isn't into it, but that just means you're not for that person. You know, yeah. you're not for yeah. everyone. That's a great idea, by the way. That's really interesting. Just when you're feeling a little bad for it, you're like, I'm, I suck. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to find someone who I admire, and like, they're probably in the exact same position, and there's probably someone out there who doesn't get what they're doing either, and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, we're all the same. It's so true. Uh, you're not for everyone. And if you were, if you, if for somebody to be for everyone, you'd have to be like literally the most boring person who had no, like, no, like, um, passionate thoughts or opinions or anything that like you know yeah you felt you, strongly I mean, totally you're just like a sponge like yeah. lukewarm so it's yeah I think when you have a strong view on anything you're always gonna have critics and people who just don't get it yeah but that doesn't always mean it's wrong you know sometimes it no. means you're actually doing the right thing it's so true and sometimes constructive feedback is good and like there's a difference between like the critics that just are mean and then like the constructive people that want you to succeed and that was something that was hard for me that's always kind of something that I have to like train myself on being like oh that there's actually some good in there it's not all just a complain you know yeah yeah people like yeah for sure like we we've had so many emails like that where there's just like the heart of it you're like I get what you're saying like I I understand there's like something positive there that we can actually learn from and you just kind of have to like focus on that it's so true um okay so to the funny category so what would your superhero name be and what would your power be Oh, okay. I feel like you'd be wearing the leggings. Like, your whole outfit would be, like, made <laughs> of this recycled material. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Okay, wait. So the question was, what would my name be and what would I wear? Or What would your power be? We know what you would wear. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I'd be wearing leggings. Wearing um, leggings. My power, my superpower, I feel like... I'm a little like OCD, so I don't even know what that would make. You would just name. clean everything. You could just zap, and like everything <laughs> would be perfectly arranged. Probably like the OCD queen. I think maybe that—that's like the first thing. Hey, I like that the OCD queen. You could have a little crown, a little crown, and you could just like snap your fingers, and everything would be in order. I like it. Yeah, yeah. That's a really useful superhero power. I like that. It's the most, <laughs> the best one. Okay, so what's one food you hate? like gag gross like something that you just cannot even stand the taste or smell or side of this is actually the easiest question i hate onions Onions. i don't i don't know a lot of people i know there's some people out there that feel me on this but 
I hate onions. Like, like any form, like rings, so, <laughs> minced. <laughs> pretty much any form, and except if it's like cooked. If it's like really cooked well, like in a stew okay. or like a soup, I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. But if it, I think it's the texture for me. It's if it's crunchy, you I just can't, I can't do it. It's definitely a little hard. It's hard. I remember like being a kid and getting a, a burger or something and then having the minced onions at the bottom and you're just like, oh, what is this? Like a nightmare. Yeah. It seriously oh, yeah. is like, it's disturbing. The crunchy, it's so strange. It's like gritty almost. Mm-mm. Yeah. 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 Okay. No so, one can do it. <laughs> I know. Okay. So what's your favorite dessert? And it can be like something you make. It can be specific to a restaurant. I always get people that say stuff about like Cafe Gratitude in LA. And I'm like, oh, amazing. I'm totally not there. But just like, <laughs> it can be anything. Oh, okay. My favorite dessert. I don't know. I think this is boring, but I just like love cake and ice cream. What's your favorite like, cake? Um. Oh, I don't know. What's your favorite cake and ice cream combo? That might be easier. Okay. Actually, I take it back. I'm going to change my answer. I love, okay, like a warm cookie with cold ice cream. Yep. There it is, people. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, a chocolate chip, right? Are we talking chocolate chip? Yeah, definitely chocolate chip. It's not like a warm oatmeal cookie with like no <laughs> vanilla ice chocolate. cream. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. That would be so lame. Okay. Well, I wouldn't judge you, but just so you know. Um, so what's your weirdest obsession? And it can be like your weirdest aversion. Like mine, my weirdest obsession is how much I dislike nail biting. So it can be anything. Um, okay, this is weird. This is getting really weird. I really hate watching people eat yogurt. Ooh, gross. I guess that's gross. Yeah, or like pudding. I don't know. That's like the first thing that came to my head. I have a weird aversion to watching people eat that. (laughs) What, they like dribble a little on their chin? Yeah. Scoop it with a spoon off their chin? What about like feeding a baby who's dribbling all the pudding and all the no, applesauce? Okay. Is that okay? That's, that's totally fine. Because that's what I, I pictured. Like no, I'm making like an adult more. <laughs> oh, like an adult having the experience of the baby. Like if you're just seeing <laughs> it fall and you're just like, Ugh. <laughs> get it out. Yeah, um, right. Okay, I that's a good one. It. That's like really, really, that's true. I guess I hate that too. I mean. I know, I, that was really specific, I feel like. But I like it. You had really good answers. It's almost like you knew these were going to come. Um, right. <laughs> okay, so where can everybody find you? Okay, so girlfriend.com. Yeah, uh, and I'll link to all your social, so they'll find you there too. Awesome. Yeah, we have Instagram right now. I think our main um, I mean, other than the website, our main um, kind of communication social media devices, Instagram. So, yeah, you'll have a killer Instagram. I love your Instagram. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, thank you for coming on the show. Anything else you want to tell everyone? Uh, no, I think you covered it. I'm just, I, I'm excited. I hope, I don't know, I hope there's more girls out there who like post photos like you did. It was so awesome to see that. It was such a cool way to like connect with you just through a photo. That you I know. Had. I'm so grateful that you took the time to see it and we were able to chat really quick. It was funny because one of my followers was like, hey, I know the creator. And I was like, what? And then I got yeah. in on, I got in on that conversation. You were like, oh, hey. And I was like, oh, I hey. Know. That's funny. Do you know Samantha? Or I don't. Like- she follows me, though. So I should reach so out to cool. Samantha and thank her. Thank her for – I'm going to cool. shout out to Samantha right now. Hey, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she'll probably listen to this if she follows me and she knows you. She's out there. 
Um, yeah, she's listening. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so exciting. I really appreciate it.